And you know that this weekend TCG's number four, like the Foyo games. What up to Vinny, Dobie Bros Pizza, Sick Wishes. See you when you get out. But on to this week in TCG's number four. Right, we got a few things to address. Number one being there's a new type of card in Magic the Gathering. Much like Tarmogoy foreshadowed Planeswalkers back in Future Sight, we now have a battle type of card. Bad zooming. But yeah, battle type of card. So, let's read this Atraxa Grand Unifier. It's a legendary creature, Phyrexian Angel from the Phyrexian All for One set that's about to come out. It's got flying, vigilance, death touch, life link. When it tracks a grand unifier enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your deck. For each card type, you may put a card of that type among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Artifact, battle, new type, wild, creature enchantment, instant land, planeswalker, or sorcery are card types. Yeah, so, uh, so a new Phyrexian spoiler has been shared for the upcoming Magic the Gathering set, and the fine print alludes to an unfamiliar type of MTG card shared on January 18th by a source the official MTG site only calls Wizards fan email. The Phyrexian Angel attracts to the Grand Unifier has an enters the battlefield ability that lets you draw 10 cards. Battle is a listed type. Um, at this stage, no one is sure what a battle card will be. That hasn't stopped the internet from speculating hard, though. The most popular theory seems to be that the battle is a revamped version of Skirmish, a mechanic that was dreamt up and later abandoned as a design for the War of the Sparks set. From reading the description shared by head MTG designer Mark Rosewater in 2019, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. Skirmish was designed to suit the flavor of the War of the Spark and event set focused on telling the story of a great battle. Phyrexia all will be one with plenty of its MCG Planeswalkers already confirmed for completion ahead of its big face with the machines. It's a similar description and it's ripe stage for Skirmish to be making its comeback. Okay, let's read Skirmish. Skirmish for War of the, for War of the Spark. Create a Skirmish if one hasn't been created yet. The Skirmish token has a great, I mean, has a tiny game board Something similar to the Seven Wonders Duel is what I'm envisioning, board. Uh, when you game board on its showing the field of combat. When you perform one of the stated conditions, you advance on the battlefield towards the opponent's side. If you've advanced far enough, then you win the skirmish. There is a payout for winning a generated effect released in the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realm as Venture in the Dungeon. Okay, Rosewater says the mechanic would have generated skirmish tokens, cards that existed outside of the usual battlefield, and a game board, a la Seven Wonders Duel, and you'd need to advance across to win the mini battle. And effects from the skirmish would have an impact on the game, on the rest of the game, and it's sounding a little like Dungeons cards found in Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, yeah. Alright, moving along. That's the battle mechanic that's, as of yet, not all that known about. Alright, we got the Mana Source is back. After three years, 
of being gone. Um, and then for a little TCGT, or should I say Hennessy, but I ain't want to gossip, so you ain't heard that from me. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, so the Manasaurus, here's what Unsleeved Media and Umu, formerly known as MTG Lion, has to say about the Manasaurus. Where's the $90,000, Wiz? The Manasaurus's GoFundMe to this date, I have not seen any proof that the one-time $90,000 has gone to paying the bills he has claimed to have. Okay, uh, Tularian Community College best friend Wedge stole $500,000 from the Magic the Gathering community. Man, the boy MTG Lion is wild. Yeah, so there was also a thing about back in the past, like, I guess the Manasaurus had a thing where he would sign your cards and then send them to you in the mail. And then apparently, according to some people, like Jeremy Unsleeved Media, the people never got their cards. <sighs> I don't know. Alright, but anyway, so here's what, um... Basically, the Manasaur said on his first video after being away for three or four years, "Hey, hey, um, hey everyone! So, 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 in the years leading up to my spinal injury in 2018, I lived an unhealthy life. I ate too much, didn't exercise at all, and didn't think about the long-term effects of either of those decisions. My lifestyle was a burden on myself, my friends, family, and the Manasaur's community as a whole." After doing nothing to address this compounding series of problems, I reached my highest weight ever at over 400 pounds. Being so large added unnecessary difficulty to my initial phase of recovery from spinal surgery. 12 months after the procedure, I stopped making videos. It was around this time I expected my first post-surgical flare-up in my spine. It became painfully obvious that I needed to dedicate all of my time and energy to rehab if I ever wanted to walk normally again. And one thing to note too, he isn't appearing in the videos right now. Um, in my time away, I have recovered enough to begin a daily exercise routine. I've lost over 90 pounds and much more. I've regained confident use of my legs and back. My digestive issues are largely a thing of the past. My mental health is more stable place than it has been in the past years. I've been, I've, I've been given a second chance at life and I look forward to spending an important part of this with you doing what i love thank you for your patience understanding generosity and well wishes in the past few years may we all enjoy many more together there was also a thing about he got into a marriage after he got the money after like a real short engagement all right but anyway that's manasaurus got those videos dropped check them out right uh on to flesh and blood outsiders coming in march predictions Alright, so the guy TCG Talk, he predicts the new keyword stealth means that that it's an attack that you can play face down from your arsenal. Been so long since I played, but the arsenal is a place where you, at the end of your turn, I think you can set one card into the arsenal to pick up later. Something like that and put in your hand, but apparently with the stealth, you may be able to play cards from the arsenal. Okay, target attack action card with stealth gains three attack. That's Razor's Edge card. And it's an assassin attack reaction. Three defense on there. Okay. And then also there are the first ever hybrid cards that are used in two classes that came out. So even better for your deck building wallet. So you can have cards that work with two classes instead of just one. Some people don't like the Marvel rarity right here. 
the uh, the frame and everything art style. But what about you? Okay, yeah. So, Codex of Frailty is an assassin slash ranger action, and each hero puts an attack action card from the graveyard face down into their, their arsenal. Each hero that does discards a card. Create a ponder token under your control and a frailty token under each opponent's control. Go again. So that's why he thinks that the stealth mechanic is like you can play it from your arsenal. Due to that codex of frailty. Same card, different art. Marvel rarity art. Okay, on to Lorcana. Here goes the retail. Look at the products. Got me pretty amped to try some of that Lorcana. Alright, the first chapter would be available for purchase. This is what the set is called of Lorcana, the first chapter. The first chapter would be available for purchase in local game stores on Friday, August 18th. Long time, seven months. In big box stores, e.g. Target and Walmart, two weeks later on Friday, September 1st. This puts the release of the game nearly one year after it debuted at the D23 convention this past September. Released in early September, the early fall release also lines up with... The annual D23 convention. This year's Disney will be se will be celebrating its 100 year anniversary as a company. And at lunch, according to Disney Lorcana, the game will be available in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., France, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, and the Netherlands and Luxembourg. Given the success of MTG and Pokemon have had globally, it's surprising to see that places where the card gaming is very popular, including. Uh, uh, Latin America, Italy, Australia, Japan, China, Korea, and Southeast Asia are not included in the initial launch, but I'm sure it's soon to come to those regions. Alright, there will be organized play system at launch, and Lorcana is working with hobby and game stores to prepare for the launch. The first chapter will have over 200 cards and be available in several products, including starter decks, booster packs, a gift set, and the Illumineers Trove. The three different starter decks will include 60 cards featuring two of, two of the game's inks, think colors and magic, so inks, and a starter deck will include one booster and 12 random cards, one foil card, most likely the, um, the guys on the cover, most likely, and two cards with rare, super rare, or legendary rarity. The Illumineer's Trove is similar to a magic bundle and contains eight booster packs, Two deck boxes, a player's guide, and a themed storage box. The gift set will feature Mulan and Hades, two oversized foil cards similar to Pokemon, two foil game cards, four booster packs, and game tokens. Each little kind of booster pack will include the following. 12 total cards, 6 common, 3 uncommon, 2 rare, super rare, or legendary cards, and 1 foil card. Okay, Lokana, 3 unique starter decks. I mean, who is that? Moana? Uh, okay, each 60 card deck will... Feature two ink combinations, the colors. Okay, so starting with the yellow-red, we have Amber and Amethyst. So, okay. Sorcerer Mickey and Moana. Yeah, Moana. And then we got Green Emerald and Ruby Red for Cruella DeVille and Aladdin. That guy doesn't look very much like Aladdin. He's not wearing his normal garb. But I guess it kind of does look like Aladdin. He's just wearing some princely robes or something. I don't know. Um, okay, and then Steel and Sapphire, which is blue, well, gray and blue. And that's Princess Aurora and Simba. Okay, each starter deck comes with one booster pack. Each starter deck with foil versions of the two face cards. 
and 11 game tokens. I can imagine how the kids will be so happy to get a booster with their starter deck. Alright, and some more accessories, card sleeves, matte finish, 65 count, in case you mess up a few. Uh, first sleeves will feature art of Captain Hook, Elsa, and Mickey Mouse. Deck boxes will hold 80 cards and feature Captain Hook, Elsa, and, and Mickey. And then portfolios, space for 64 regular cards and 8 oversized cards. Okay, so you can put your oversized cards right into the book. That's cool. Featured artwork will be Stitch and the Queen. Playmats feature artwork will be uh, Maui, Mickey, and Maleficent. Okay, yeah, booster pack, eight booster packs, two decks, theme storage box, 15 in the Illuminated Trove, and the first chapter gift set, four booster packs, two foils, two oversized foils, 34 game tokens. Alright, on to Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, we got a 60 card deck building set, the Amazing Defenders, dropped just the other day, uh, launch date, the actual launch date is today. Konami Tournament legal date is today, um, where the commons are actually rares, and there's three archetypes. Okay, Makanos, they're equipped spell focus archetypes. Um, they all have 0-0 zero, zero attack and defense. I'm sure that they get adjusted by some, some methods. Okay, so let's read the first one. Hair the Sword Makano. Kanko, um, if this card is not equipped with any equipped card, you can you take no battle damage from battles involving it. If it is, it can't be destroyed by battle. Also, your opponent takes any damage, any battle damage you would take from battles involving it instead. Um, if this card becomes equipped with an equipped card, you can add one Makanko equip spell from your deck to your hand. You can also you can use this effect of Hair Sword Makanko once per turn. So complicated. So freaking complicated. Alright, uh, Pearly. Um, these are Xyz summon guys, and you get to spam some kind of spell somehow. Okay, so Pearly is a theme focused on using the namesake level 1 monster Pearly to reveal a Pearly quick play spell card from your hand with this effect. Then special summoning a rank 2 Xyz monster, which mentions that quick play spell and the material... Nah, that's not Xyz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the material looks to be two level two monsters um, and revealed the cards as material. From there, the the objective is to stack further materials onto those Xyz monsters through their effects. Each rank two pearly Xyz monster has a unique effect that gains a bonus effect. If it has a specific pearly quick play spell as its material, each one also shares an effect where thrice per turn as a quick effect, you can attach a... You can attach activated pearly quick play spells to that monster as material with a bonus effect depending on the rank 2 in question. This varies from temporary removal of cards on the field to changing battle positions. Alright, so yeah, Exceed Summon and spam some spells three times per turn with the Exceed monsters. Alright. Um. Uh, the homie said this is the best one of the three archetypes. In a rescue ace, you... So this is like a spell card that lets you normal summon multiple times to OTK to one turn kill the opponent. Okay, let's read. Rescue ace, airlifter, warrior effect, four star normal, uh, 1700, 1700, 
And Warrior Effect, if this card is normal or special summon, you can add one Rescue Ace spell from your deck to your hand. When your opponent activates a monster effect on the field, quick effect, you can tribute this card from your hand or face up field. Special summon one Rescue Ace monster from your hand, except Rescue Ace Airlifter. Yeah, that guy himself. You can use only you can only use each effect of Rescue Ace Lifter once per turn. Alright, then we got a big 3,000, 3,000, but that's like a 10 star and Rescue Ace Monitor 1818. Alright, and then some more current kind of Yu-Gi-Oh news. Mixed Mind was banned with last month, a month or two ago. And then this was a card where like if you have unless you have the same amount of monsters on your field, then no monsters can be the then no monsters can activate effects. I mean you can read it yourself. Bad at the zooming. Okay. And let's just read it. If your opponent controls more monsters than you, your opponent can't activate monster effects or declare an attack. If you're if you control more monsters than your opponent does, you can't activate monster effects or declare an attack. Once per turn during the end phase, if both players control the same the same number of monsters, destroy this card. Alright, and then the current big bad are the tier limits. So this is even worse than the Mystic Mind, they say. So pretty much uh tier limits, if sent to the graveyard, you can fusion summon. Okay, so let's read tier limit Shirin, four star, aqua effects, eighteen, thirteen. During your main phase, you can special summon this card from your hand, and if you do, send one monster from your hand to the graveyard. Then send the top three cards of your deck to the graveyard. If this card is sent to the graveyard by card effect, except during the damage step, you can fusion summon one fusion monster from your extra deck by placing fusion materials mentioned on it from your hand, field, or graveyard, including this card from your graveyard. On the bottom of the deck, in any order, you can only use each effect of Tier Lament, Shirin, once return. I hate all of their long-form wording. Let's get some keywords, Yu-Gi-Oh. 20, 20, freaking 3. Alright. Yeah, so that was, that was the Yu-Gi-Oh. And then pretty much for the last thing we're addressing is... Keyforge. To start off, we have Terror Below the Waves. Talking about a house unfathomable, but it can't be that simple. And now, house unfathomable is called. They have the name of Aquins on top of being unfathomable. Yeah, so Aquin. I guess it's like a subtype, okay, that makes sense. But the house is unfathomable, and the type of creatures are now Aquins. Was that on the first Dark Tidings? I didn't pay attention. But I think now they're called Aquins, the people of Unfathomable. Various fish and other sea creatures. Unfathomable is home to the Aquins, a humanoid race incorporating the features of other various fish and other sea creatures. Alright, they're Aquins. Alright, and The Vault Awakens, January 18th. The Archons waited... So patiently, patiently for, for the vaults to unlock. Alright, the changing of the vaults. Fellow Archons, the time has come for Ghost Galaxy to take control of the Master Vault. This process took months of preparation to ensure the safe migration of the data and the upkeep of the decks discovered over Keyforge's history. With this migration, Archons need to know some changes coming to the site, as well as the mobile apps you currently use. The Master Vault migration from Asmodee 
to to Ghost Galaxy will take place on Wednesday, January 25th. During this time, the Master Vault will be down for several hours. This means those looking to access the website or third-party sites retrieving deck information from the vault will experience disruptions. Uh, what's the password? Okay, you gotta make a new password from Asmodee to Ghost Galaxy means your current Asmodee account will no longer access Keyforce digital projects and information, but you'll still have your Asmodee password. It won't affect your Asmodee your Asmodee account. Um, noticeable changes. The first big change will be to announce that the mobile apps for iOS and Android will be removed and no longer work. We decided it's best for us to fully focus on maintaining the website and introduce new features in the future. Some of you may be wondering how you will scan your decks into the app if the app is discontinued. We updated the web browser application to now include a QR scanner. This scanner functions the same as the QR code scanner found on the app previously. Those accessing the website using a mobile device will see either the scanner use the device's back camera. If you use the desktop or laptop, the QR scanner will use a connected camera such as a webcam for scanning. Those wanting to scan their Keyforge Celebration 2022 decks will need to wait a little bit longer. These decks will not be ready at scanning at the time of the server migration. All other Keyforge decks can continue to be scanned and discovered as normal. Okay, new little website. Players will notice a different look to the home page with some items missing. The home and explore decks page will merge into our new home page. Uh, you can still search for decks by using the name, using the search bar. All other search filters currently available in the Explore decks will be removed. Okay, uh, you will notice that the removed key indicator in your player profile. Alright, the key to the vault. We know the third-party sites, they'll be having to sign up to an API. They gotta sign up to get down with the new thing, I'm sure they will. Amber on the horizon, the migration of the Master Vault is the first step in the progress. As we focus on maintaining the website, we plan to roll out new features as mentioned above. We're not ready to reveal what those features are, but know that we'll, we'll announce them when they're ready. Okay, uh, there, there was something about the Amber Shards, but you'll keep what you have, but, but I don't think they're doing Amber Shards anymore, but you'll get to use those points on something though. Alright, so what's that? 22 minutes. That's all I got for today. This has been This Week in TCG's number four. Like, comment, subscribe, Folio Games. Peace out. High five.